Welcome to Gen Gap Cast Podcast, the podcast that takes a look at things from the generational and the gender specific point of view. I'm Wade, I'm the dad. I'm Megan, I'm the daughter. And today our topic is entertainment. Entertainment. I will be entertained. Are you not entertained? That's what I was kind of going for there, but it just came out wrong. Or the classic Adam Lambert song, I'm here for your entertainment. Okay. That's that's a great opening. Thank you for that. I'm here for your entertainment. Okay, there's the song for okay. this one. Like you said, song in every episode. It's I it's my New Year's resolution. I gotta do it. It's good. It's a good resolution to have. Thank you. So entertainment, Megan. Entertainment way. It's all around us. It is. It's very entertaining. Oh wow. I'm sorry. Even that, though it wasn't entertaining, that joke. Okay. Great. So for millennials. Uh, how are you getting your entertainment? Oh, let's see. Me personally, I do my YouTubes. So I do podcasts. Yeah, I read. You Don't read? Want... Yeah, I know it's shocking. Do you actually have physical books? I prefer physical books to Kindles, okay. but that's just me. I also love the smell of paper. Okay. Well, old paper. That's a little bit disconcerting but that's okay have you ever smelled an old book it smells like knowledge okay oh, that's good that is good that that's, I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt. that's on a t-shirt so <laughs> so for entertainment you've you've just listed off a number of things that apparently are popular with the kids these days so streaming is king streaming is king yeah so that's bad news for all the cable company uh, executives out there uh, and also the satellite company executives. Streaming is king. Are you hearing this? Direct TV, who will never be a sponsor. I can um, tell you more intros to YouTubers than I can tell you theme yeah, songs for TV shows. So uh, here's here's where I'm at with YouTube, Megan. Um, I just don't get it. I mean, here. Okay, here's what I mean by that. So you've got a, a bunch of of people just. Average Joe people yes. who are making all kinds of content. Yes. Some of it's good. See. Some of it's crap. See. Uh, but yet, I mean, I'm, I'm like watching, I'm watching people watch, okay, I'm watching people play video games. How is that entertaining? They're called Let's Plays. Okay. Wow. I'm also watching, I'm, I'm seeing people watch videos of people rapping presents or unwrapping AS presents unboxing videos unboxing videos can be great and i think the wrapping are they can tend to be asmr videos and could the you explain what asmr is for our listeners it's like this <laughs> asmr is um mostly focused on audio right and like usually specifically one thing like there's ASMRs for whispering. And there's ASMRs for like, that was me opening my water bottle. Right. And there's ASMRs of cats. And for some 
unknown, unholy reason, people chewing food. So ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. That doesn't help me at all. Doesn't help me either. Those okay. are big words. I know what auditory means and response. No, there was no auditory in there. Wait, what was Autonomous it? Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Meridian, isn't that the line through the middle of the world? The Well, that is the meridian. Yeah, okay. Yes. There's two. There's the equator and then there's the meridian. So I think it's a, it's a, a very a technical uh, term for the experience characterized by static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically <sighs> begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. It has been compared with auditorial, auditory tactile. Wow, here's a word. Sensitia, I can't even pronounce that, S-Y-N-E-S-T-H-E-S-I-A. So all of you can yell at us. Uh Uh-huh. It may overlap with frisson, F-R-I-S-S-O-N, frisson. Okay, that made no sense to me. It makes sense to me. So, but what it does is people watching these videos, being entertained by these videos, Mm -hmm. are actually having a sensory response to them. Have you ever not, have you ever felt that like tightening at the back of your scalp? It's to trigger that sensation. That's interesting. Because so, that sensation can be kind of tingly. Yeah, that stuff didn't happen when I was growing up. You, I, I, It may have happened, I may, I don't know, it may have been on the fringes somewhere, like a, uh, a modern art type of installation, but not like mainstream entertainment. It's weird. It's weird to you, but I also think that, you know, sitting around in front of a screen. Never mind. I sit around in front of a screen all day. (laughs) That's our Uh, lives. But, so you said you didn't get YouTube. I don't get YouTube. I think that you do, but you just don't understand. You don't know that you know. Explain it. Okay. So, I remember back when I was a small wee child, there was these places called Blockbuster. Yes. Did you know there's one left in the United States? Oh my gosh, Blockbuster's still around. One. I think it's in Oregon or Washington Is or that Alaska. Like, it's yeah, there's one. Is it like a national monument now? It, it should be frozen in amber. <laughs> Jurassic. Oh, Park I remember you had your snacks on one side, your videos on the other. Right. But what was the entire reason we went to Blockbuster? We went because we wanted to choose what we wanted to watch. Right. It's basically the same as YouTube and like when we want to watch it, how like it's. Yeah, it was it was entertainment on my schedule. Entertainment on and and my preference and your preference. Yes. So see, you do understand it. YouTube just makes that easier because for some people, I, for one, very much enjoy watching YouTubers. Okay. What was that? They're also called beauty gurus. Beauty gurus. So you're watching people. You're being entertained by people putting makeup on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi, sisters. That's James Charles. I love him. Okay. So these personalities, these people that are creating this content. Yes. Um, so again, growing up, yeah, we had Blockbuster. We had the video store that we could go select our uh, our entertainment. And, and granted, it was... It was still a limited set mm-hmm. to choose from. Yes. Whereas today, YouTube, I would dare say there's probably a video on every imaginable topic, at least one. Oh, yeah. Um, we also had public access, which was 
TV and radio that was created by normal people, right? People that were not in the entertainment business. So you had, you know, public radio that allowed for people to have radio shows on them. The precursor to podcasts. Pretty much. Absolutely. And then you had public access television. So the precursor to YouTube. Pretty much. But they were still censored and they were still controlled by the networks. Well, podcasts and YouTube, they're still censored too. I mean, there are... Who's censoring them though? YouTube. Okay. YouTube is a business. People work at it. And if things are flagged, like it's mostly censored by the people. Right. And how they can do that is, have you seen a YouTube video recently? <laughs> yes. I have. Do I need to explain no, the buttons? No, I, I got it. I got it. Well, there's this one button that's a flag. And if, like, there's something in it that strikes you as this should not be online, right. you can press the flag. So viewers are policing the content. For the most part, YouTube still does police the videos. They won't allow certain things up. And if they find out that things are up, they will take them down. Right. But, yeah. For most part, it's the people that are doing the policing. And I actually think that's better than, you know, some stuffy dudes in a stuffy boardroom deciding what should be viewed and what shouldn't be viewed. So do you make, let's see, do you think that entertainment today is too pervasive? Is too prevalent. Here's here's what I mean by that. So I, I, you know, I get on the YouTube, and it starts recommending things to me. Yeah. Based upon my viewing preferences and history. Netflix does the so same it, thing. Yeah, I know. It's it's absolutely, and all the streaming sites do right. So they're they're creating algorithms that are trying to recommend, uh, you know, programming and content for you, so you'll stay there. Right, you'll stay sticky on that site. Um, that's a little bit weird, right? Because again, you'd walk into a video store and there'd be like, hey, staff pick of the week. Uh, but there wasn't somebody that was like sitting there at the door with your profile, your dossier that said, oh, Wade likes science fiction and Star Trek and Star Wars and, uh, you know, and, and personally. Can you like both? I thought they were like at war with each other. Okay, we're not going to get into that. That's. That's way too, that's too expansive. What I'm saying is they didn't have that kind of data. Does that concern you that these companies have that kind of data that know what your preferences are? Does it concern you that your bank knows where you shop? Different. Different. Well, they're both taking information. Right. And they're storing it. Right. One of them is just using them to recommend different kinds of entertainment. Okay. So you're okay with it. I'm okay with it. Okay. Because... I, I find it a little bit concerning. Then there's a lot of things you're concerned about. I can recommend you to a great conspiracy theory YouTube channel. <laughs> hey, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I tied that in. So before we, we go too far uh, off of the, uh, the ASMR, again, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, some people are referring to it as a brain orgasm. <laughs> which... Might be the name of my next band. Does this give you a brain Nope, orgasm? it does not. You're not in my head. Um, so beyond streaming and YouTube, do millennials still go to movies? 
Yeah. Do they still? What other sources of, of entertainment do the kids love? And let's start talking about genders on this as well. Is, is there is there a a difference between entertainment for male and female and possibly LGBTQ plus? You see, that's one of the things I love about YouTube is because I mentioned James Charles earlier. Right. As you probably guessed by the name, he is male. He's also one of the most popular makeup artists on YouTube. So the reason I bring this up is because I feel like he and Jeffree Star and, you know, female Let's Play YouTubers, they're starting to bridge the gap between, quote unquote, gender specific entertainment. Right. And so, yeah, there may still be some entertainment that's like considered more feminine or more masculine. But I feel like nowadays, not really. I feel like a lot of it is becoming for lack of a better term, gender neutral. Gender. Interesting. What about music? Eh, music that... uh, I want to say it's becoming more gender neutral, but there's still definitely a divide. There's still songs that I feel like are geared more towards men and more towards women because, you know, a lot of girls sing about their boyfriends and a lot of guys sing about how they're going to get so many girls at the club with all that fat cash that they're making it rain with. So those seem to kind of lock the genders into place. Yep. But I feel like that's starting to change, especially with more artists coming out as bisexual or pansexual or lesbian or gay. And they're starting to make songs towards their demographic. Right. So I would like to talk to you more about music and also kind of the future of entertainment, where it's going, because we haven't even talked or touched on virtual reality or augmented reality or any of the, you know, future, the future. The future. Yeah. So let's take a break. Let's go pay some bills. And then when we come back, we can talk about the future. The future. Okay. See you on the other side. We are back, we have paid our bills, and we are now back to entertain you. <laughs> Let me entertain you. Let me make you smile. I don't know that's from. Uh, it's, it's a song. It's an old song. I, I don't think I did it right, but that's okay. So, music. We're talking about music. Okay. Um, growing up, I had these things called cassette tapes. I think I've seen those. I had these things called A-track tapes. Uh, yeah. Aren't those the same as cassettes? So 8-tracks were amazing. So it's... Oh, are those like the mixtape things nope, that everyone was... No, nope. oh. They were cartridges about uh, maybe two inches tall by about... I don't know. I'm bad with dimensions. Yes. I don't know how big they were. They they look like the size of... of Your hand? Uh, four by six, maybe. Four inches by six inches. Those the size big. of like a... Uh, a small tablet nowadays, right? Something like that. Anyway, not important. Um, 
But these 8-track tapes, so it was magnetic tape, you plug it into your player, and you had to, so it would play one side, and then it would switch and play the other side of the tape, and you'd get an entire album on an 8-track, but you couldn't really rewind, you can only fast forward. Does it make sense? Yeah, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Okay, I'll, I'll have to show you, but 8-tracks, they were awesome. Um, okay. and then those gave way to cassettes, which were more, you know, you could fast forward or reverse and you take it out and flip it over and play the other side. So again, you get an entire album's worth of music on a cassette, but they were more portable because eight track tapes were, you know, you had to have a, a good sized player, but with cassettes, you could put them in a Walkman and take them with you. It was awesome. Oh, I've seen that. That's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, Exactly. Or you had a boombox, which was, you know, a big stereo with speakers. And Was there a law that required you to carry it on your shoulder if Absolutely. you had one? If you want to look cool. Sure, we'll go with okay, that. Okay, go with that. And then, uh, we, well, well, there's always records, right? So vinyl records. Um, and then, you know, gave way to DVDs, or sorry, to CDs, compact yeah. discs. Two totally different types of media. I know. Uh, but digital. So we went from analog, which was your tape and your vinyl, to digital, which was your CD. And we, you kind of lost something. I am definitely one of those people that think that vinyl sounds better than digital. There's just a warmth to it. But the point here is, with music, you collected music. You had physical you know, things that you could hold in your hands, be it a tape, be it a record, be it a CD. Now, we stream music. We don't own music any longer. We rent it. I don't know. I'm not, not sure where I'm going with that. I don't know if that's good or bad. I just know what it is. I would just say it's different. It's different. So you don't own... When was the last time you bought a piece of music? Like physically, like a, a, a compact disc. Could you just call them CDs? Why Sorry. do you have to be technical with it? <laughs> when was the last time you bought a CD? Probably for my 16th birthday, I bought the soundtrack to Love Never Dies, the sequel to Phantom of the Opera. Yes, I am that nerd. Why did you buy it? Because you could, I mean, six years ago, there was... I didn't have a Spotify account six years ago. <laughs> and that's why. So, uh, yeah, music has changed a lot in how it's delivered and how it's listened to. Yes. And I don't know, have I, have I ever let you listen to one of my records? The last time I remember, I was old enough to dance on your feet. Okay, I'd like to like to do a little experiment with you sometime to see if if you can hear the difference. Okay, well, we're gonna have to find a control group. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not a scientific experiment. It's just an experiment. So, music also used to be the, um, you know, the the. You had music companies that, that kind of ruled the entire music industry. And now anybody can make music, right? Yeah. And post it on Musical.ly or on YouTube or on Spotify. Spotify. Or, you know, on your phone. Right. So you could, or like right now, we're, we are making content, right? We are making content. And we're going to post this in a couple of days to the cloud. Wait. You didn't tell me that people were listening to this. People are listening to this. Gah! And so... Maybe like 10 people. Maybe. Maybe 20. <laughs> anyway, they're, they're energetic. We love them. 
our listeners. Um, but we're going to do this, right? And we're going to do this independent of any company or anybody that's t- making, uh, I mean, it's a direct, it's a direct to market kind of thing. It's pretty dang cool. And I would venture even to say that it's better. Why? Why do you think it's better? Well, because let's go back to back in the old days. Oh, geez. Here we go. Of the direct TV. Oh, the direct TV. And the, I remember it was such a big deal when DVR was a thing. Like, you could record your shows. The big thing was you could skip your commercials. And, I, I, I and advertising re- agencies throughout the world freaked out, right? Because nobody was watching commercials anymore. And that's how networks were making their money. Yeah. And so they're like, how do we make money? And so, yeah. And I'm not worried about them. They'll always find ways to advertise to people. That's true. Anyway, so I say, because with the more quote unquote traditional sense of media, someone had to find you. Right. And they had to discover you. And chances are, yes, you were talented, but you are also very attractive. Okay. Obviously, you've never seen, like, uh, Lou Reed. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I know. Okay. If you're going to name something, name someone who's relevant. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're not going to get into the attractiveness or non-attractiveness of people, because that's not what this podcast is about. But your point, anyway. is well, your point is well taken that there was an entire machine, promotion machine, around music artists, right? And not just music artists, but TV, movies. Right. Like, it was big business. It was. And they had an image to keep up. Right. And certain people fitted that image. Sometimes okay. it had to do... But with- I'm going to challenge you on this, Meg, because do you watch, quote, quote, ugly people on YouTube? What does their appearance have to do with it? I look for the content, not the okay. people. But I, I dare say that you m- might be, I don't know. I Because I, I, I'm thinking of all the people that came out of Justin Bieber, came out of YouTube. We do not talk about uh, him. Sh- uh, Mendez. Sean Mendez? Is that his name? Yeah, his name is Sean Mendez. Yeah, he came out of YouTube. Yes, he did. Right? So these, and he's an attractive guy. So is Justin Bieber. Right? These are people that are talented, but are also have an image. Yes, but they have also been adapted into mainstream media. Correct. Mainstream media is still a thing. And I don't think that's ever going to vanish. I would hope. but. Well, so is the power thou shifted from the record companies to like YouTube and Spotify and Pandora? Are these the ex- new kings of industry? They're one of them. Yes, but they're still like the record labels and stuff. Because, again, let I'm going to take your example from Bieber and Mendez. Right. They started on YouTube, yes, but when they made it, quote-unquote, it's when they were taken into a big, like, record company or they were made mainstream. They started playing on the radio. Right. They started doing, you know, they got mainstreamed. That's what it's called. Right. And... So do you think you can be successful and popular without being mainstreamed? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of YouTube. I mean, yeah, there are some quote-unquote mainstream channels, but like you said, there's videos for everything. Right. And there are people who are interested in those videos. Right. You might not be, you know, Shawn Mendes level big or, you know, Thomas Sanders level big. I love Thomas Sanders. But 
you still can gain a following. You can gain popularity. You can become successful. You can make money from YouTube videos. And you don't have to be like the number one grossing YouTuber, which is right now PewDiePie. He's a Let's Play. He does the video games. Yes. But you don't have to be, quote unquote, mainstream or the most popular person on your platform to be successful. Right. So, I'm, yeah, I'm not talking about success. And I think we maybe got off the, 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 the point a little bit. I was just, the point I was trying to make here is that growing up, there was a machine behind the content. Yes. There was a machine behind movies, behind television, behind music, behind radio. Yes. I still think that machine exists. The machine's not going to go away. Right. But we have more say over what the machine does. Does. Cool. And I think that's good. I think, I mean, ultimately, I think putting the, uh, you know, the power in the hands of the consumer is the way it should be, right? Mm -hmm. The consumer should be driving the market, not yes. the other way around. Um, I also wonder how, where that, where does, does that end though? I mean, are we going to become so fragmented because again, it gets down to a personal preference, right? So am I going to get a Wade channel, right? That shows me only music, only TV, only written entertainment that I want to see. And if, if, if that's the future, is that such a bad thing? No, I don't think it's a bad thing. In fact, I think it's a good thing. Well, but then we get into echo chambers, right? We get into, I'm, so let's say for hypoth you know, hypothetical, let's say I was a white supremacist, right? So now all the content I'm watching, reading, and consuming is centered around white supremacy. Okay, yes, but if, let's continue with this, say right. you're a white you know, the, the, the white supremacist. Right. You're not my dad anymore. Um, you would seek out that own content anyway. And you, like, I can get what you're saying. You're saying that, like, having specifically personalized stuff can put blinders on, can Absolutely. keep other media out. That happens anyway. People filter their own entertainment it, as it is. It does, but so, it's not being helped by the machine. It's when has it ever really been helped by the machine? Okay. Okay. I, I don't understand that. Sorry. When has it ever been helped by the machine? Not, or, or did you mean to say not helped by the machine? Yeah, the helped? machine, like. So, uh, yeah, I'm talking the industry. I'm talking about the, the, you know, today it's the algorithms, right? Yeah. So I log on to Amazon, Amazon Prime, and again, it's making suggestions based upon my past viewing history. Yeah. And preferences. Um so, you know, taking, taking that to the next step to what the, the dystopian future I'm imagining is now everything I see. I mean, today I, I, I get a little bit of a, a smattering, right? I get a little bit of, we, we think you'll like this because based upon your personal preferences, but also this is what's trending from elsewhere. So I still get a little bit of a, a wider field of vision than if it just came down to, I'm only going to show you what I know you're going to like. Uh, I, I just think it, that's bad. I think that it, it creates a situation where you are able to close out the entire world. Well, you're assuming that it's going to strictly, like, they're going to take away, like, what's popular or uh, anything. Well, I don't think, 
because people are always going to want to make money and there are things that are going to be popular and there are things that are going to be more marginalized. Right. Popular tends to make money because there's more viewers and people are like consuming that content. I don't think that's going away. My thing is, is yes, it can be dangerous, but they're going to, people are going to consume what they want to consume anyway. They're going to block anything out. I mean, yeah, maybe it makes it a little easier because, you know, back before YouTube and everything, like you had to go to the fringes and find people who thought the same way that you thought. The back of the magazines and the personal ads. Yes. Yeah. But there were ways to do it. It's a little easier now, but that's always been a thing. That's not changed. Maybe Uh, it's come out into the light more, becoming more aware of it. But at the same time, I feel like as if, if we are aware of it, then we can fight against it. It's ignorance. Like, people who don't realize that they're putting on blinders, people that don't realize that they're only taking one side and not looking at the other. That's dangerous. Right. But as long as people realize, yes, I do have a preference towards this thing, but I also want to get the other side so that I have an educated, like, opinion. Not everyone will do that, but not everyone does that now. Okay. Well... I wanted to talk about virtual reality and augmented reality, but I think we maybe we'll save that for another episode. Cause Honestly, that's, I feel like that can be its own episode. I think it could be. So uh, we've talked about a lot today around entertainment, Meg, and I would be very interested to hear what our listeners have to say. How could they get a hold of us? How can they reach out to us and entertain us? Well, for one, we have a Facebook page. We do. Yes, it's Gen Gap Cast. You just type that onto the handy little search bar on your Facebook and then you find us and then you like us and then you talk to us please i'm so lonely <laughs> somebody talk to me please i've been logged in my apartment with my cats oh, and, the... and they're starting to talk to me okay that's that's concerning so so save me from my cats and join our facebook facebook group. facebook and also please visit our website which is www.gengapcast.com and Oh, what is that at the top of the page? Is that an email link? Oh my gosh, you're really going that that way. Okay. Yes, I'm going it is way. an email link, and you can send email to info at gengapcast.com uh, or provide feedback at feedback at gengapcast.com. But that's a lot. Facebook's the easiest way to go. Uh, you can find this podcast wherever you find your podcast. We are on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher, and I uh, tune in. Uh, so basically, your your favorite podcatcher. You can find us. Oh, my gosh. I know. Now you're really going I mean, there. That was really bad. So, Also, please like, subscribe. Please leave a comment because that helps us get higher in the charts. And we want to be able to reach as many people as we can. Yep. So please share us with your friends, your family, and that guy that sits out the corner that you call Steve. Awesome. Well, Meg, it was fun talking to you today about entertainment. Um, in closing, hopefully you are entertained. Yes, and I would also hope that you were entertained as I well. I was. So I'm Wade. I'm the dad. I'm Megan. I'm the daughter. We're here for your entertainment. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.